just serving Christ in big ways has always been a huge part yeah. of my life. And and one one thing I I love about you, April, is you love people so much. You have a genuine love um, for for people, and that that's one of the things that as I feel like one of my greatest, biggest callings is just to love on people and to encourage people and to show people the potential that they have. And you live that so well. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode, a very special episode of the Better Wealth podcast. I'm here with my beautiful fiance, and uh, we are, uh, we just got engaged. And the purpose of this, the purpose of this podcast is just to share the story. I'm very, I don't talk a ton about my personal life in business, um, and I'm very, very excited to have you here. So welcome to the podcast, April. Thank you so much, Caleb. It's an honor to be on the Better Wealth Podcast. It's been a dream all my life, and the moment is finally here. <laughs> you've uh, you've listened to more than one Better Better Wealth Podcast, and so it is good to have you here. I think the I think the purpose of this would be I would love to share our story. I would love to share um, just like what the future looks like and what what our dreams are. I want to share like. The story of you dumping me and and not wanting anything to do with me, um, but then I also you're doing some pretty cool things on the health side, and you're also um, a part of our team and doing some great things. And so, so April, first of all, I know this is very a unique episode, but um, why don't you introduce yourself to the Better Wealth community and talk a little bit about your upbringing? One of the things that I love hearing uh, about is like people's stories and what makes them tick. And I think really quickly, the Better Wealth uh, family and community will know how special of a person you really are. And um, I'm, I'm really excited about this episode and, and just documenting for who knows um, that I hopefully this will the, the, these kind of videos will last forever. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in central Wisconsin near Stevens Point, where you also grew up um, somewhere near around there. And I grew up in the country. Um, when I was in elementary school, we started raising cattle. So I was in the farm life, not not hardcore farm life, but to a degree. <laughs> I loved being outside. I love creating things. I was very ambitious as a child. Um, and I have two sisters. One is a few years below me. And then I also have a younger sister who is 12 and she's adopted from my cousin. So that is super special. I, I love both my sisters. They're some of my closest friends. And I, I love the Lord so much. And in eighth grade, I gave my life to Christ. And honestly, that's what shaped my life from there on out. And so all through high school, one of my ultimate joys was just being around people, speaking, um, just doing big things, being ambitious. I remember that in eighth grade, I wanted to be president. Ninth grade, I wanted to be a lawyer. So it kind of went down a little bit. <laughs> Going downhill. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and then through high school, I'm like, okay, I think I want to be a teacher. Um, so there was a few shifts there, but I always wanted to do big things, inspire others, teach others. Um, that was just kind of my mantra. And and so I went on a mission trip to Guatemala my senior year, and that was very life-changing. Um, it really gave me a heart for missions and serving people um, mm -hmm. for Christ all over the world. And I just love culture so much. And so missions 
it ties it all together. I, yeah. I am immersed in a culture. I'm immersed in the people, the food. I love food so yeah. much. Did you know that I love yeah, food? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I love good quality food, I should say. And um, by being in other countries, I get to experience what they eat. And that is so special to me. I mean, no food is hands off for me. I, I'm willing to try anything mm -hmm. and just really get to know people. And so that's always been a huge part of my life. I sponsor two children, one in Africa, one in Bolivia. And that's super special to me yeah. because um, I'm able to pour into them. But not only that, they pour into me a whole lot more than I think the opposite way. Um, they inspire me. They, they push me to be better. I mean, the girl I sponsor in Africa, Jacinta, she's so special. Every letter that she writes to me, she's always um, pushing me to love Christ, serve Christ, yeah giving me scripture verses and that that just means the world and it just yeah. it, it's it's really amazing and so there there's so many things i could say i love my family so much and they they mean the world to me and just serving christ in big ways has always been a huge part yeah. of my life and and one one thing i i love about you april is you love people so much you have a genuine love um for for people and that that's one of the things that as I feel like one of my greatest, biggest callings is just to love on people and to encourage people and to show people the potential that they have. And you live that so well. You you are you are fourth grade teacher um, now, and we we can share the story of like you know you're no longer a fourth grade teacher, but you spent two years teaching. What was one of the biggest things that you learned in teaching? Because it, it was interesting. I I saw you virtually go into teacher mode one time. I'm like, wow you're a really good teacher. <laughs> you're just like, uh, you're like put the, the Miss Disher hat on and uh, you, you, uh, you crush it. Well, thanks. <laughs> oh man. I learned so much teaching the first year, honestly, was super hard for me. Yeah. And it wasn't until I just gave it up to Christ of like, God, I can't do this on my own. This is, this is overwhelming. I mean, from classroom management to understanding every single personality in the classroom to understanding the curriculum and teaching all day long and basically running the show in the class is it was a lot mm -hmm. and it wasn't until a few months in that I was like I have not been giving this to Christ and so until I did that it was it was rough and then after it really pushed me to grow closer to God um, grow in my faith with him. It was mm. a challenge and um, it was a great challenge. It taught me a lot and to persevere. Um, and then the second year was just a huge blessing. I absolutely, I love both of my classes. I ended up getting a really special connection with the second class and they taught me so much. They loved me so much. And that was huge. Mm. I mean, I remember walking into the classroom, all the kids w were already in the room after coming from music or something like that. And I was in the hallway talking to somebody and I let them go. I let them go into the class. And I remember it being super quiet as I approached the room and walking in. All of a sudden, they're all at their desks, all absolutely silent, sitting so proper. And they were they were just looking at me and smiling. And, and that just was so life giving to me because they wanted to please me. They wanted to do well. They wanted to um, show respect and be a top class. And um, so it made me realize the impact that I can have and that yeah. they can have on me as well and how I can um, really pour into the next generations yep. and how they do the same back. Yeah. A shout out to all the teachers and slash moms who's, who was my teacher. Um, I, 
yeah, put up that you put up with a ton and you uh, are responsible for so much um, because just hearing some of the stories that you, you had and some of the, you, you were a mother figure to some and it was, it was just, it's just really cool. And I know you're going to look back on that season of your life and uh, it's, it's only going to enhance every, everything else that you do. Um, okay. So what, what I would like to do, and we've been asked quite a bit about this since, since posting this on Facebook, letting people know that we're engaged is what's the story? Like, how did you guys meet? Um, and I, I, the, the short story, and I'll let you give the longer story. The short story is I, I had a crush on you four years ago. So we both grew up in the same hometown. Um, we both went to the same college. We both went to the same church. And I, we never really connected in our high school years, but I met you at a, you know, I'll let you sh share the story, but I met you at a, an event, was very attracted to you. It took us about <laughs> eight, nine months to even, nine very months true. to even um, get, about but, a year, actually, uh, not even nine yeah. months. We're very slow at, at these things. And so we, <laughs> we're trying to get to know each other intentionally. And then you pretty much said, you're not my type. <laughs> Kicked me to the curb. And then um, some things happened. And a couple <laughs> years later, we we started dating again. And and now we're engaged. So with that, with the, the overview, there is there's the ending is good. Um, you want to take it take through the story of, um, of your dating history is my dating history <laughs> <laughs> yeah because if i dated men upon men <laughs> which is not true i actually never dated until caleb so that's very interesting um all through high school i just kind of i mean there was crushes obviously but i never dated because i was always very intentional about who i would end up dating it wasn't like oh, I want to get into a relationship just because it'll be fun or everyone else is doing it. It was a fact of I am going to date for marriage. And yeah. so anyone I saw as an interest, yeah. they were a possibility for getting married. Yeah. And it's really interesting. The, the One of the number one questions I would ask people that I respected that I want to, you know, I would be willing to trade places with is I just said, like, what what piece of advice would you give me? Like, what is one of the biggest things that you can do? And and there's common themes to a lot of these questions. And, and a lot of these people would say, Caleb, marry well. Because whoever you marry, whoever you end up with, could make you or break you. Could enhance everything that you do or, or could, in, in a sense, um, be a thorn in your side. And I, and I, you know, I say that carefully, but it, it's, I know that you always took this, this seriously. I always took this seriously. I went through high school and college not dating. Um, not not because I wasn't interested. It's just like I I had very um, strong convictions, and I knew how important this was. And so with that, um, yeah, continue. <laughs> so it all began at a graduation party. I brought my very little sister along with, and because there's such a large age gap, there's many times where she could actually be assumed to be my child if I was a very young mom that it would just work that way and so I was at a graduation party and I knew some people there and but not super well and so it kind of just lingered around all the people having little conversations and all of a sudden there was a guy that walked up to me and started conversation and I, I love meeting new people so it was really great to be able to touch base with someone new not only that, though, our conversation was so amazing because it just flowed. We talked about 
like great stuff, like deep stuff. We talked about personalities, mm-hmm. everything that interested me, nothing surface level. And that was huge. And so I remember asking the guy, hey, so how do you na- know Naomi, who was the my younger sister, younger sister, girls graduation party? And he goes, oh, I'm her brother. And I remember saying, oh, like younger brother, because Naomi looked really mature. She was only like 18. But honestly, when I first met her, I thought she was like 21 or something. And so I was like, oh, yeah, younger brother. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm the older brother, the oldest out of all the siblings. I'm like, oh, and in my head, I was thinking, I thought this guy was like 14. And it actually ended up being Caleb. And in his defense, when he first saw me, he's like, oh, she's really cute. And then he saw my very little sister and thought, oh, she's a teen mom. She's probably off off the market um probably not the best to approach and so so lesson number one is don't assume yes i i assumed that she was a she was a teen mom and you assumed that i was 14 (laughs) which by the way pretty good conversationalist for a 14 year old correct correct (laughs) (laughs) so principle number one of non-convincing language don't make assumptions (laughs) we made assumptions (laughs) and so from there on out even though i was like wow he looks really young i wasn't exactly like attracted to his how he looked he led so well he showed me all around the home showed me where he does his quiet time um introduced me to people and that was huge i remember thinking like wow like even though he may look young, he is by far one of the most mature men that I've met. And no matter how he looks or how the others looked, like very, very mature. And that was a huge um, light bulb in my brain. And I remember driving away from the party thinking these certain thoughts. And I always prayed to God for the years beforehand, when I meet the right one, God, like, help me to just know when it's right. And so as I was driving away, I just had this crazy feeling that he was the one, like the Holy Spirit was like, that's the one you're going to marry. And I remember kind of combating God, like, I don't think he's the right one. I'm not attracted to him. No, that's not right. But it was a continual feeling and uh, just this sense that, yes, he was the right one. And I never really took that prayer seriously, but now I'm like, wow, you know, that it's so powerful. And so for the next upcoming year, we we would continue conversation. I started growing a crush on him and we were just very intentional and cautious about things. Um, what would you say about that? I mean, we had we had some really deep conversations from, you know, politics to faith to raising family to health to, you know, core values to I mean talk about personality test we we are nerds when it comes to that not 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 to say that it defines your life but it it very much helps you understand about the other person so we did all of those we were into health and so we had a lot like pre even thinking about dating we were very much like I I feel like even 40 years ago we had some some deep conversations a lot deeper than what many experience in in a dating relationship exactly and honestly i just thought that was normal and natural to address the big like issues right away like because i don't want to mess around exactly exactly i don't want to waste my time here and And, and by the way i was starting it was in the process of starting better wealth this is this was like 
in the process of leaving the bank, starting. And so I was living at home, had a had an office, I think you remember, in the basement of mm-hmm. Papa John's. And so we're in the process of that. And so in big picture, it was probably good that we didn't start dating then because, I mean, I don't, who, who knows? It's, it's impossible to go back and see where you'd be. But um, a lot of things have happened in, in singleness right. to, to get to get us to where we are now. Right. And so that next year of just being intentional and then that following summer, um, we were like, okay, let's, let's actually be intentional. And we were getting together pretty much every single day that summer um, and pouring into one another and just getting to know each other. Um, fun fact to tell a little bit about why we are so intentional and everything is we are pretty much very similar in regards to our personality types. Like should scare everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy how similar we are. And so I think that just ties a lot into how we approached relationships because we were very similar. And so that following summer, just being intentional, um, was great. And then towards the end of the end of the summer, when, yeah, so at end of the summer, I was like, okay, I finally am going to ask this, ask April out and make this, make this a real thing. And I've never dated before. You haven't either. And so we, we get together and go on a walk. We would always go for walks. And it was just something that, I don't know, I, I think clearer when I'm walking. And so we're, we're walking and I'm, you know, I'm thinking that this is going to be when, you know, we become official. And the exact opposite happened. You pretty much in a very loving way let me down softly by saying, Hey, I don't I mean you get you came up with a bunch of excuses. Oh please. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much pretty much one one thing that I I am I so admire about you, but I it's it's we're not alike is you you are like you just emotionally withdrew yourself and just cut me off and you didn't treat me any different, but you literally treated me like a <laughs> a friend and and like nothing more and weren't weird about it and so that I just remember that being one just a terrible night (laughs) I but 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 again I'll I'll say this and we can speed this up a little bit I um I wrote you a letter and for all you guys that know writing is extremely tough for me um but I wrote you a was it four pages three pages three or four three or four page letter (laughs) and in the letter I just I just laid out um laid out my feelings and laid out my thoughts and I can summarize it by by pretty much saying April this is why I think we should be together this is why you're perfect for me and I'm committed to being your friend and if anything changes please let me know and then I you know said a couple other things and and I gave it to you and you didn't even open the letter for (laughs) three I kept it in my car closed never even touched it for like three weeks and the only reason I ended up opening it was because my discipler and friend during our time together they were asking for updates on how things went with Caleb we met you know and they wanted to know what happened and so I told them said he wrote me a letter and they said well what did the letter say and I told them oh I, I never read it it's in my car um right now actually and they said are you kidding me right now go get the letter and you're reading it right here and and now. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And I went to go get it, read through it, basically an essay. Yes. A persuasive essay stating why I'm the one for him. 
And they were saying that poor boy is probably thinking she's going to open this right away. She's going to yeah. text me and just say, hey, thank you, What blah, blah, blah. And my parents said the same thing. They're like, oh, my goodness, April, you can't do that to him. Like, why? Yeah. But I was done. <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, there's a lot, lot more to the story. I think one of the things that you were struggling with is vulnerability. You just weren't ready. And it was, it was maybe a little bit scary how like you were like, wow. If I, I feel like if I date date you, it's going to be like we're going to end up getting married kind of deal. Right. And it was it was a big deal. And yeah, I struggled with vulnerability of like being being really real and yeah. raw. Um, and so oftentimes I just said oh, I just had my doubts of like, is he the really the one? And I, I kind of used that as the excuse. And that's what I truly thought it was. Yeah. Um, but the whole time from there on out for the next following years, you moved out to Denver, um, dated someone briefly. Yeah. And um, during those years, my mind always went back to you and how he was the standard in my mind. So I would right. go on dates and it just was like, eh, whatever, you know, the communication just wasn't there. They didn't lead the conversation. Yeah. And I, my mind always went back to him. So let's, let's fast forward to, um, 2019 2019 is it summer of 2019 mm -hmm. you you reach out to me and you you text me and you just say hey we'd love to catch up i know exactly why she wants to catch up because i have some <laughs> inside sources i.e her dad <laughs> and so we 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 talk and you were going to go to guatemala uganda, uganda. um you were going to go to uganda and and so you were just kind of like hey I'm interested in get, like, I want to like, I'm interested in being intentional and seeing yeah. each other again yeah. and actually giving a shot because I, I said, you did tell me, you know, if anything changes, let you know, well, I I've changed yeah. um, <laughs> my mind. And, and so it was, I, we were at a season in, in the business and just, there's just a lot of going, going on. So I, I, I just said, Hey, like, why don't you go focus on your mission trip and, let's touch base after. And so, and we, we both prayed about, about that. And, and then I would say from there, then on, it was kind of back and forth when you started teaching your second year, you were focused on things. And so we just, we communicated, but there got to a point to be like, okay, we, we already know all of the values. Like we, at the end of the day, the only thing that's getting in the way is us. Like we were, it was just our, we were just both very driven and focused yeah. on what we were doing task-wise that being in a distance relationship, it was yeah. difficult to maintain that intentionality over the phone. And to me, I was thinking about so much else like work-wise that a call yeah. in the evening to update one another on our lives was just <laughs> inconvenient. <laughs> I, I, and also you were a realtor. Correct. So you were doing real estate, you were doing teaching, you were into health, you were very involved in church. Um, so you, yeah. you had a lot going on mm -hmm. and I was also busy myself. And so the, when, it, when things really changed was when we were, went to, when you picked me up in Madison, which do you remember? Which what? was in December halfway okay. through. Okay. So December, I, I, I flew in cause I actually needed to get some paperwork signed and, um, we had a really amazing date in Madison, mm -hmm. and that for you is a, a turning point. We ended up, this is like a good example of <laughs> how slow we are, I guess, is we ended up dating in 2020. January 19th. January 19th. Mm -hmm. And it was it was one of those things where we were just like, hey, we just, 
we just need to give this a try. And I think right. that was one of the best things that we did because, 100%. because we finally, instead of focusing on like, should I, or should I not, we were, we're like, okay, now we're going to focus on how can we help each other and not try to, not try to be super critical. I mean, obviously you, you have to be critical, but it's, it's like the focus is less on, should I do this? And more about like, how can I actually be a life-giving person into a relationship? And then this last year has been really amazing. Uh, with COVID, it's, it, it's been interesting because it's allowed us to spend more time together mm -hmm. because, you know, it, being a teacher. Um, I was virtual. So yeah. I wasn't actually in the classroom right. every single day of the week other than weekends. Yep. And so being long distance, we were able to see each other a lot more. Yeah. which was a huge blessing. Yeah, so you we we have a great community here in Denver and then obviously going back home and and so yeah, there's there's been a lot a lot that's happened and I I know that majority of the content on on this channel and on the podcast is on on money about living intentionally and I one of the things that I wanted to do is is again go back and document the journey and share with you guys the the good the bad the ugly. Um we were really committed to doing that. And this is definitely a highlight in my life. One of the, one of the things that we would really appreciate is if you're watching this or if you're listening to this on, on our podcast, if you could reach out to us or comment in YouTube, some of the best marriage advice that you've ever heard or, or, so or one of the best stories or one of the best lessons you've learned through being married, that would be incredible. I, we, we very much like we started premarital counseling, pre-engagement, why? It's because if you actually take a step back, people get people make a, the biggest decision in their life and then do premarital counseling before marriage. And it's like, okay, I think premarital counseling and engagement, we are doing that. Mm -hmm. I actually think counseling after getting married is wise as well. And it was just one of those things where that, that was an area when we're trying to live out intentional living. That was an area that we're like, hey, if we're going to, if we're thinking about the biggest, one of the biggest decisions of our life, let's actually, let's get some Let's get some other people to speak into that. Um, and so, April, what I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about some other things in your life. Um, you're a foodie, um, as <laughs> some of you all know, and this is something that I'm working through. Is I do not like to spend money. I'm very. Some people would call it cheap. I like to call it frugal. Frugal, but I think I think there, there's definitely some cheap bones in me. Um, and so, one of the things that I I can confidently say is I've experienced some food that I would never buy on my own this last year. And, and so you also are uh, into health. You have your podcast and I'll, I'll take a little bit of credit for encouraging you to do this, but um, she has the better health podcast. And yes, if you see a theme there, uh, that's intentional it was as well. not intentional at all. <laughs> Wait, it just, I just came across it and right. I realized, whoa, you have a better wealth podcast. <laughs> so, so, so you took your love for food your love for health, and then also a lot of things that I don't understand, like women's health. So do you want to speak a little bit to that, what's on the podcast? For all of you guys that are interested in learning more, you can go to betterhealthpodcast.com. Better Health with April um, is the podcast, betterhealthpodcast.com. Yeah. There's not much on that website, at least yet, um, but the Better Health with April podcast is on all, on all platforms, um, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, you name it. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, in regards to the cheap bone that you talk about, <laughs> I actually remember my sister, you asked her a few months ago, what's what's some of the dirty um, stuff that I should know about April? 
um, the stuff that she might not tell me. And my sister, she's just like, oh, she's just majorly cheap. She said it a little more. Um, she had yeah. some more colorful language in exactly. there. <laughs> and Caleb's like, wow, sold. Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, that was one of the things. I, it's definitely on my list that I'm going to share. It was one of the things that I care a lot about. But yep. but talk about your passion um, about women's health, because I feel like I feel like that is being underserved. Like what we're talking totally. about in money, I think there's an there's totally a niche and people that are seeking that. I don't feel like the sector that you're talking to is being served well. Right. hundred percent. So I started the Better Health podcast back in September and every single week I've been having an interview with a guest and I mean a wide range of guests and the guest always speaks into something that'll be related to women's health. So I mean, if I have someone on that's presenting a supplement, it's a supplement that'll help women in yep. some way, shape, shape or fashion. And then also I've had um, women on that are like OBGYNs. I've had women on that talk about all about the cycles. And then on Thursdays, I have solo episodes. And most oftentimes I just speak into one specific hormone topic. And the reason why I really got into the hormone aspect of things is because I always struggled with it all through high school. I was, I was very athletic in high school. And so it was just not really something that I actually dealt with. I don't want to get into too much context, <laughs> but I didn't really have to worry about it, but it was not a good thing. And so coming into college and then after college, I really wanted to focus on that because it's a huge aspect of our health as women. And so um, as I dove into that, getting mine figured out, I felt equipped to actually um, teach other women. I'm a, a certified health coach as well. Um, and I just am such a researcher when it comes to things, things I'm super passionate about. And so health ever since high school was a topic that I always poured into. Like that was my hobby was reading like yeah. different, um, diet books and anything regards to health. And so getting my hormones figured out, becoming a certified health coach, and then mm -hmm. starting my podcast, it was geared towards helping women. And throughout the process of the podcast and even before talking about it so often, um, women would consistently tell me how they are struggling with their hormones. Mm. And it is literally at pretty much every single woman, unless you are focused in on your hormones, hormones and how to actually um, nourish them, pretty much everybody has some sort of problem with it. And it's be growing and growing due, due to, you know, whether it's pesticides, toxins, all of that junk, the food we eat, um, our environment, it's all taking a toll. And so it's been a huge um, blessing just to hear how women have been um, just changed in a way where they listen to the podcast and the guests I have and how they are learning so much. And it just honestly is so life-giving to myself. And it's a huge blessing to myself of just like, wow, I mean, this is actually making a difference. And yeah. so Cool. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I've always been involved with health and it's something that I don't think will <laughs> ever go away. <laughs> what's what's one of the biggest things that you've learned on your health journey this last year? Biggest thing I've learned is how we are all very different from one another. So health is not a one size fits all. It's yep. very personalized. And I think that health care is going to take a very personalized approach from here on out into the future because I mean, so many of the guests I interview, that is the route that they are taking and healthier is just going to change because rather than um, putting out the fire when you 
actually have a fire that yep. starts yep. later on down the road. It's like, okay, how do we just prevent a fire from actually happening? Yeah. And that's taking a holistic approach. That's taking an approach where you are just being proactive from here on out. And you can dive into genetics with that. Yeah. Something I really enjoy because that is literally your health blueprint yeah. for your health. And, and this is, again, when there's going to be a lot more to come. Um, but genetics is one of those things that you, you've, you're you a genetics certified coach. <laughs> so right. you get to help people um, with that. And, and we as a whole team got our genetics tested through you. And then you got to help us show us areas that were like that we need to be careful of where we need to eat better. You showed us, you know, just you customized uh, not only a food, but sleep and exercise routine. And it's so cool because everyone's a little bit different. And it, and maybe if you're the kind of person that's like, okay, well, this person can eat this or wake up early or do, do this. And it's like, it seems to work well, but like, I'm not that way. And I feel like so many people write books or just say, Hey, everyone's the same, but just like your money, I would say your health is even more so like it's all customizable. That's, that's something to, uh, just stay tuned. There's, there's going to be a lot more to come. And if you're interested, your podcast. yes, if you're uh, <laughs> interested at all about genetics, learning more about yours, what that entails, make sure to reach out to April. So with that, April, you're also part of the better Wealth team. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> first of all, where can people congratulate you, email you, and what's the best email for them to use? Oh, man. Well, first off, being a part of the team was literally one of the biggest blessings this yeah. year for myself, other than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, my mom, just the other day, I got out of a meeting with one of our wealth coaches, and I was just glowing, and I was just raving about it, how fun I, how much fun I have with the team members, how life-giving it is while we're also working and making difference as well. And she's like, this is just such an answer to prayer. And so it's yeah. been a huge blessing and an honor to be able to um, be a part of the team and serve everyone um, and be intentional. So, um, but with that, what, what was your question to me? I apologize. Um, what's the best way for them to contact Correct. you? And yeah. Yes. So April at betterwealth.com will be the best option. Um, I would love to hear from you. I just love meeting new people and you guys mean the world to me. Even if I don't know you, you mean the world to me. <laughs> so uh, that would mean a lot. And and what what are you going to be doing for Better Wealth? Because one of the reasons why we we brought you on is, is it's very, very important to me that the person that I end up with, that we can, that we're going to be striving together in the mission of of helping people live intentionally. And there's, you know, nonprofit work that we're going to be doing that we're already doing. Um, there's a lot of a lot of dreams that we have and we need to start. We Very much business is the platform to be able to make a lot of other things happen. So it's like you can have all these amazing dreams, but you also have to there's got to be a practical side to say, OK, I want to do all these things. Now, this is this is the best way for me to actually uh, accomplish that. And the cool thing about business is you can add a ton of value to the people that you serve. You can make money with that. And then with that money, you can multiply and serve and give and steward that well. Mm -hmm. And so we, in this, in this journey, it came, I mean, you worked for free for a long period of time and now you finally, <laughs> finally are on payroll. <laughs> so, uh, but you, you're very much a, you do whatever it takes and you're um, working with the three better wealth coaches that we have you're working with dan in operations and you are doing such a phenomenal job and you can tell she fits in really great with the culture because she loves on people and she works extremely hard um, and then when you're in denver you you make sure that we're fed well which is nice <laughs> and 
good, nice healthy and healthy. <laughs> um, so is there anything else that you would like to share from just what's on your heart? One thing that I, one question I have is what was the epiphany that you, that happened in your life to make you become more vulnerable? That That's one question that I'm interested in, but is there anything else you want to share with, with the Better Wealth family before we close up? So in regards to being more vulnerable, um, I would say that this past year, I always knew that I would be able to climb over the fence. So being vulnerable, it was in my mind, the analogy of like just climbing over the wall and getting to the other side of like, you know, it's tough, it's tough. But then once you do, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is so good. And I knew that God had this plan in mind that Caleb was the one for me. And so I was just trusting that God would help me um, get through that. And I knew that it would be amazing in the end, just once I just worked through a lot. And yeah. so um, a big thing for me was the fact that like, I have always been very independent. And I think that's a yeah. huge reason as well as to why I didn't really date um, for so many years, because I'm just very independent. I wanted to make sure I was stable, that I was healthy mentally um, before I got into a relationship. And um, I really wanted to be intentional. And so being independent was something that I've always been. And so it was a matter of, I think the biggest moment for me in regards to just letting my guard down and be more vulnerable was just respecting Caleb and letting him lead. And so working through a business um, idea and map, it was just difficult for me to grasp it. And I didn't feel I was like measuring up in the standard that I had in my mind. And Caleb, guided me through that and he challenged me in a way where he didn't baby me which is what I need and I respected that a lot and he still loved me no matter what after that and so it was a huge like wow I I just need to let him lead it was a huge moment of okay I I can't be so independent this is a um, codependent relationship it's not an independent relationship and just working through everything together, seeing each other at our worst was a huge, huge moment for myself. Um, And in regards to final words for the Better Wealth community, it is truly a blessing and I'm so glad to be a part of this. And there's big things to come. And I want you guys to know that we appreciate you so, so much. I love meeting you all. I love the conversations I get to have with you guys. Um, Being able to work alongside the wealth coaches has been such a life-giving blessing. And it's helped us as well to be on the same page with everything because um, we're able to talk about the same conversations without being at different levels. And so overall, it's amazing and um, truly a blessing, something I'm extremely excited about. Yep. Um, I'm going to tie this back into to wealth and money. And it, it comes down to like, we're, we're going to have a series coming up on, it's going to be called the asset analyzer. And it's all about being really intentional about where you put your money and time. And one of the things that you need to know is like, what do you actually want? What outcome do you want? And, and in, when it comes to your money, we're, we're going to come up with a bunch of ideal investment characteristics because you want, you want that on a piece of paper so that when you do enter you enter something like an opportunity you want to have a source of truth to go back to and say okay how does this align with what i actually want so there's and i'm going to explain more um to come on on the show but that's that's what i did and and it's not very romantic it's not it's not necessarily um it's i'm not saying that everyone needs to do this i'm saying for me i wrote down some 
non-negotiables and then some like things that I would really like to find in, in, in a future, you know, wife. And I'm going to read some of them. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to read some of them. And, and then that's, what's made this so special is to see you not only like I knew before that you checked the boxes, but when we were in, when we were together, I got to actually see you live these out. So, so the first one is, is love God more than anything. You, you check that box. Um, you love people. And this one's really important to me. I, I think I've said that multiple times, but I like love people. And I, there's no way I could be with someone that did not appreciate and love on people. Um, you know, and then the third thing is that together we can do more. And that is so key because I think a lot of times relationships are focused on each other, which are, which are okay. But it's like that will become empty if there's not something bigger than that. And so that's, that's one thing is you're, you're a leader, you serve people, hospitable. This one's a big one. I, I grew up in a house that we always had people over. And so I, that was very important to me. Um, healthy, um, pro homeschooling. Well, that's all we'll say there. Um, and you are jo- you're joyful, you love your family, you're mature, you're humble, you're, you're generous, frugal. <laughs> um, so that, those are just a couple, but I, I, I think it's, I think it's been fun to see you live that out. And um, I know there, there's a lot more to come. So with that, um, April at betterwealth.com, go, go email her, um, welcome her to the, the family. Um, and, and April, the last question that we end all of the, all of our shows with is if this was your last day on earth and you were with the people that you love the most, what would you make sure to share with them in that last conversation? Mm-hmm. I think what I would end up sharing, and it's funny because listening to other episodes and hearing this question, I, I've pondered it before, but what I would share with those I love most is how much they mean to me and everything they've done for me and poured into my life is, has never gone unnoticed, even if it seems as if you know, I don't really take it seriously or it doesn't seem like I care. I've always cared. And and thinking about everything they've done, like family, close friends, um, the team, it's made a difference in my life and it's been a huge positivity in my life. And then I would also tell them, okay, despite it being my last day, don't, don't stew on this. I want you to remember that from here on out, if you are a follower of Christ, you are serving Christ. And so do big things for God. That's always been something that I've had in my vision of life is doing big things for God. And it doesn't, that doesn't mean that you have to go and, you know, start huge organizations. That might be the case. I mean, for myself, that's always what I envision is just doing big things with my spouse of, um, I mean, never letting things be limited. Now, just going and serving Christ, serving him wholeheartedly and not stopping, not resting until the day you die. I love it. I love you, April. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. And um, it's going to be fun. The, f- the future is going to be a lot of fun for every day that we get to live. So anyways, thank you guys so much for watching this non-typical uh, Better Wealth Live. And we appreciate you. And remember, everything that we try to do here at Better Wealth, especially going into the new year, is to unlock intentional living And there's going to be some really fun things that are going to come this year. And so stay tuned. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Thanks all.
Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.